I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie B, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Sarah Lewis is our guest on Coffee and Tea with Carrie V today. And Sarah discovered she was an introvert when she was 13 years old. And despite having quiet characteristics, she has performed in musicals and taught group fitness classes for much of her career. But in 2019, Sarah fell out of love with fitness and discovered a passion for teaching personality-based habits. She loves to empower women with acceptance of who you are and the habits that contribute to success. She is the founder of Introverts Emerge. She has created a method backed by neuroscience that teaches introverted professionals how to show up authentically. Through coaching and training, Sarah helps introverts leverage their personality so they can increase visibility and make an impact without compromising who they are. When she's not coaching, you can find Sarah relaxing at home, walking her dog, or reading books about psychology. If you can't tell already, she's kind of a nerd. <laughs> I am looking forward to you hearing this episode with Sarah Lewis as a self-proclaimed introvert. What she had to say really hit home. And I know there's a lot of you that are going to be able to tap into what she shares here. Sarah, let's hear what you have to share with us. Sarah, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Thank you for having me. Excited to oh. chat with you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm excited to have you here because I've heard you speak. I know what you, I know where your heart is, and I cannot wait for everyone to hear all about you. So I'm not going to waste any time on this end. I'm going to toss it right to you and say, Sarah, tell us about you. Okay. I'm Sarah Lewis. And as you heard, the first line of my, my signature talk is I'm Sarah Lewis and I'm the most boring person you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's my self-deprecating humor to kind of introduce like my personality that I'm very much I'm a homebody. I love to learn and read. Um, you don't see me out in the world too much. And I truly identify with my introverted side in nature and um, kind of operate from there. It's my, my view of the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's a beautiful view. So what, what is it that made you want to stand up and tell the world that you're an introvert? Well, I think it was... <laughs> So I shifted my, my business, um, uh, I, I guess the alignment of my business. So for 20 years, I was in fitness and mm -hmm. I, I never really felt out of place, but fitness is like a loud 
profession to be in. Like I worked yes. in gyms and so I didn't have like a quiet work from home space. I heard weights dropping. There was music playing all day and that was fine for like when I was in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've kind of gr- grown out of that. And, um, I decided that I, I needed something different. Um, I wanted to talk about something other than weight loss with my clients. And I just, I just got fascinated with personality. I, you know, I read a lot. I started gravitating towards personality, neuroscience, psychology books. Yeah. Um, and I was like, just really taken with them. And I was like, and I read quiet, which of course is like the introverts Bible by Susan Cain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of a dry read actually, because it's very like heavily research based, but I like that. Like mm-hmm. if, if something's going to change my perspective, I kind of need the science to back it up. Yes. Um, so it's a little bit of a dry read, but very validating for introverts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was kind of just how I, I shifted. And I was like, you know what? Like personality is cool. And some of us have parts of us that we want to change and grow. Um, and how do we go about doing that, but without changing like our, our true nature, like our true self and the parts of our personality that that we can't change. So that's kind of what I've been doing is like, well, what's, how can you grow as a person, but still be authentic at the same time? So that's where my business has headed it. Like as far as the coaching side of it now. Yeah. So, so fitness coach to, you are still doing coaching just in a different way. Is that correct? Yes. Can you just tell us, give us a little bit more around that, what you are doing now, how are you coaching women and what, what kinds of women are you coaching? What do they come to you for? I guess I could have worded that better. (laughs) Yeah. I think they come to me for confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like, and and you know this well, because you talk about this too, but life kind of gets, gets to us after a while and things like kind of like knock us, knock us down. And we all need to be built back up. Like always, like, it doesn't matter how old you are. Like we constantly need a mindset refresh. Um, so that's, so it's confidence. It's like, no, you can, you can have these huge, amazing dreams, like building a school or just having like a second home in the Caribbean or whatever these amazing dreams are and actually achieve them, but you need the confidence to do it. Yes. Um, so, so that's, yeah, it's like, no, we, we can achieve anything we put our minds to, but again, it's our mind to it. So the mind has to be right. <laughs> yes. And so I think when I think of me, I consider myself an outgoing introvert. So I don't mind being in crowds. I, I do get a lot of energy from being in a crowd. I love to be on stage speaking. I, I love all of those things and I always have. However, when it comes to recharging my battery, I need to be alone. I, I would, I love spending afternoons on a couch in a blanket with my books and all of that. And I still have that extroverted part. And so it's, so when I gravitate towards training and teaching and coaching on confidence, it's a little bit easier. I think I'm going to, this, this is leading into a question to get to the jump off point, because I do have that extroverted nature within me. Mm -hmm. But when you work with someone who is a true introvert as you are, how do you get them to get out of their heads and, and out there doing what they've always wanted to do with that confidence to stand up and do it or say it or live it, all of those things? Because I, I think it's probably very different when you're working with a true introvert than someone like me who has an introverted side, but also have a very in-your-face boisterous side. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So I think you're kind of maybe referring to shy, the shy personality trait. Yeah. Okay. Different yeah. from introversion. Oh, yeah. well, we want you to answer the question and then go into that too. Cause that's <laughs> that you just fascinated me with that statement. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. So getting like an introvert who, so I'll kind of answer it as, as I answer this one. So an in, okay. a, tr- a true introvert is someone who needs to be alone to, to recover their energy. Okay. And I think we like to add layers on top of that and then put it all under the introvert label. Got <laughs> it. Ah, oh, train us. Yes. Um, so, so a true introvert is just someone who can perform. I like to use that word a lot because we kind of have this public persona, um, which you describe like as being kind of extroverted. And a lot of people use the term extroverted introvert. Yes. Um, and it's the same with me. Like I can talk on stages and be a little bit nervous, but I can do it. It's a skill that I've learned and developed. Yes. Um, I was in a musical when I was in high school. Like I, like I've, I've performed, but like when I'm at home, uh, I, I know your listeners can't see me, but I'm in a sweatshirt and leggings and like, it is low key around here. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to read and I, yeah. And alone time is, is the best thing. So it's helping them realize that number one, like you, yeah. you can learn skills and you can overcome fears and, and grow as a person and still be a true introvert. But again, like, yeah, like be successful in business or yeah. life or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, so when you look at someone who's shy, let me ask you this, is it possibly possible to be a shy extrovert? Or does shyness really go hand in hand with an introvert? No, it is possible to be a shy extrovert. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go into, if you would, what then, what is shyness? What, what is the difference between being shy and being introvert? Because I'm sure that many of us really intertwine those two things and they're not. Or we right. use them sem- you know, like synonymously and they're not. Right. Shyness is more fear-based. Okay. And my, my daughter, who's seven, but almost eight is shy. And I'm putting that in quotes because there's a lot of anxiety about, um, social interactions. She takes a long time to make friends because she simply won't talk to children her age. Um, you have to have a very bubbly, smiley, happy personality for Paige to even Paige is my daughter to even like maybe smile at you (laughs) or maybe try to talk to you. Um, So like if we're just out in public and someone will say like, hi Paige, like a stranger, like um, you know, if we're, if we're just chit chatting with someone or someone she doesn't know well and and we'll ask her questions. Like I went to, I went to my, um, what do you call them? An esthetician to get my eyebrows done. And I had to bring Paige along with me. And my esthetician was like, Oh, like Paige, what did you get for Christmas? And Paige was just silent. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And so I, and then I feel awkward because I'm trying to answer for her to, to make the situation less awkward. But like, I get, I always give Paige a minute to see if she will respond, but oftentimes she doesn't. So it's totally like fear and anxiety based, mm-hmm. whereas introversion is comfort, but, um, you know, like I don't, I don't have to, um, I don't need like that social interaction to, to like feel good about myself is, is more of introversion. Yeah. Yeah. So did you grow up as someone who was shy? I had shy moments, 
but now looking at my daughter and how she's experiencing shy, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I kind of want to say that I wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) I think I was more just introvert Mm -hmm. and like the, the big memory that stands out for me is, um, my, so I was a junior in high school. My mom came home from parent teacher conference and said, my French teacher, I took French for three years. My French teacher wanted me to speak up more in class. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I'm getting an A in the class. I I clearly understand the material. I'm doing well. Like, you know, like, why do I need to speak up? And and that is like introversion because I would rather listen, absorb, you know, and just like, I'm good. I got it. I'm getting an A in the class rather than having to like raise my hand and answer every single question. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, and you know, and on the other side, if you raise your hand all the time, then they're like, she needs to just chill out. She talks too much in class. It's like, where, what, I just don't know what they want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't win no matter which direction you go. Yeah. No, it's true. So when you're working with someone and they, they come to you and they want to overcome this and not overcome introversion, but be able to, because, because there's nothing wrong with being an, an introvert. Right. So it's not something that you overcome, but it might be something that you want to learn how to be more confident within the introversion. So what would be the first thing that you do to help someone that you're working with take that first step towards being that confident self. Yeah. So I have a a three-step method. And so the first step is envisioning your future self. That's beautiful. And that just means like three to five years from now, who do you see yourself being? Like if you, if you could describe yourself as a published author or I'm a fit person or I'm really good at remembering names. So things like that, that are descriptive, that, that talk about who you can become like who you envision yourself becoming, that's the first step because you need to have a vision and a mm-hmm. place to grow to. Yeah. So that's, that yeah, I love that grow step to. down from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then where do we go after that? Okay. So then the second step is setting controllable goals. Okay. I think we all learned this, the smart method, or we learned that way of setting a specific measurable, attainable, time-bound, realistic goal. Um, and I'm very much in favor of controllable goals versus smart goals, meaning things that you can control. And the only thing you can control truly is yourself. So when you have that vision Mm. of who you want to become, and so you set some goals based on you, who you want to become, then the, then the goals are, are actually attainable and they, you can reach them. And there's so much confidence again, that comes along with actually achieving those goals. Yeah. Yes. That you said It means about internal change for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because often, often we will set a goal that has so much to do with things, people, experiences that are totally out of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am going to, I, I'm going to have 10 new clients by the end of the month. But what we tend to, what we forget often, meaning me, <laughs> is that I'm not in control of whether someone decides to work with me or not. Exactly. I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. do not set a monetary goal. Do not say I want to make 
$50,000 this year or any, like any, because you cannot control the amount of money that flows into you. You can't. Yes. <laughs> you can say I want X amount of clients and I'm going to break it down this way with this service and that service and da, da, da. But truly you can't control those when people pull out their wallet. So yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally agree with you. So what is an example then of, of something we can control? What's a goal? What's an example of a goal that we could set that we actually have control of? Let's say you want to become healthier, more okay. fit. Um, so what you're actually, so you would, your goal would be, I want to become a fit person. Now that's specific, not so much measurable. So again, we're getting away from that, like smart goal setting. Yeah. Um, I want to become a fit person. Okay. Well then, and the third step in my method is, um, how do you, how you set your habits? Okay. Because I think we all do goal setting at the beginning of the year, or we do like a goal setting refresh and we set all these goals, but then we don't have the systems to back up that goal. Like, and, and habits are just your daily systems. Like, just the things you do on automatic. Yeah. So to become a, a, fir, a fit person, well, what habits would that take? Would it mean your alarm goes off at 6 a.m. and you don't hit snooze and you get up and you do a 30 minute workout? <laughs> Does it mean like, like me, like I have a workouts scheduled in my calendar. So as I'm planning out my day, like, oh, it's 10 o'clock on Friday. That's my weightlifting time. I'm resistance mm-hmm. training. Time, right. So we need to have these planning habits associated with, I mean, there's, there's a lot of habits that go into becoming a fit person, right. um, but that's just one example. Maybe it's putting out your clothes the night before, you know, so it's picking which habits are actually going to get you to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you, when you are working with your clients and you're, you know, you're, you're working on this confidence thing, how much does fitness being a healthier version of yourself, how much does that fit in to what you work with a client on or does it? Not too much. It, it really all kind of depends on what their top priorities are. Mm -hmm. Um, and usually it's like business related. So I I feel like so much of that is, is mindset. So there's a lot of mindset stuff, like overcoming limiting beliefs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you find are some of the most common limiting beliefs that come across your desk? Uh, well, since we were talking about money, I mean, money is one that yeah. <laughs> I've had to go through myself. I've had to work through myself. Um, huh. Yeah, we all get weird relationships with money. And, and it's funny, like you can work on one, like I did, for example, like, um, the story I like to tell is my mom, my mom was an elementary music teacher and her side hustle was teaching piano lessons. Okay. And what she would do with that money is um, put it in a Mason jar in one of our kitchen pantries. <laughs> and the Mason jar sat there like all, all the time, like 365. Um, and so the, and it would just fill up with cash or checks or whatever. Um, and then she would eventually spend it on like new carpet for the house. Okay. It was never anything extravagant or fun. Like it wasn't like, let's go out and have a really nice family dinner or a really nice vacation, or I'm going to go buy this outfit that I've had my eye on for years because I've, you know, like it was extremely practical. So my money belief was like, you have to save money and you never spend it on anything fun. Like, Ah, yeah. Like I made this association with money, which I find when I worked on that, I was like, 
oh yeah, because I, because I, my husband has no problem with spending money. And I, and even still today, I'm like, do, do we really need that? <laughs> but I just know like he has no issue with spending money and we're financially okay that he can just spend money. Like kind of, he, it's not reckless, but you know what I mean? Yes, like his, I do. I don't spend the same way he does. Yes. Um, you, you, I was just going to say overthink, but you, you triple quadruple think things before you spend. And he's just like, yeah, we, yeah, I want this. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. <laughs> I, we will, have that I will allow myself to spend on things that I want. Like if I, if I really want it, I'll go get it. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to buy new um, leggings. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I wear them <laughs> Those are Not because I have to, I already have pairs, but because I want to, right. Yes. Like I've overcome a money, but that money belief. But, you know, along the way, other things will crop up. It'll, it'll show up in different ways. And you have to just keep yeah. like working on that and chipping away at, at those. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And I didn't even, while you were talking, I was like, wow, we have that dichotomy in our, we have that in our house too, mm-hmm. where, where one of us is very much the saver and one of us is very much the, but I want it. And it, <laughs> I mean, just hearing you talk and realizing where that came from is, is like a, oh, well, of course it's that way. If you look at our parents yes. and the and the houses in which we were brought up, you know, we were always, we went on a nice vacation every year. My mom and dad saved and we went someplace nice. I mean, I say like we went to a lake where we could sled into a muddy lake and we thought it was the <laughs> best thing in the world. You know, we were all together and yeah. my husband came from a very different upbringing. And so it's interesting to hear you say that. And I see how effective then your coaching is because that just gave me a, wow, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what is it? What's another, if you don't mind sharing, what's, an, what's another mindset block that you hear a lot in women that come and work with you? Actually, they use introversion as a, as a block. Well, uh-huh. I'm an introvert, so I can't. How interesting. Or being an introvert is a challenge. So social that therefore, so therefore social media is a challenge, like posting a selfie or doing video. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wait a second. No, this is mindset. This is not like nature, like your nerd, like mm. nature personality, like what innate. That's the word I'm looking for. Like that's not, that's not an innate introverted characteristic. Otherwise, Every single introvert, which is about 50% of the population on this earth would be scared of video, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so we can't use introversion as a, as a block or a procrastination technique or anything to hold us back. Do you feel like they've been taught or told their whole lives that they're introverted? Therefore you don't like to be in front of people or therefore you don't like to have your picture taken or like, do you think that, where did that belief come from? I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's it's the societal misconception for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and it's confusing introversion with shyness. Yeah, um, yeah, and other and otherwise, just like, I mean, who knows? Like where these beliefs come from? A lot of them come from when you're when you're a child. So like, yeah. I don't know. Like, who knows? You were standing for a picture, and your parents repeatedly told you like your smile was crooked or your teeth haven't grown in straight, you, you know, like who knows? Like yeah. you just may not feel confident to take a selfie because you're afraid of what someone might say to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are the things that you are able to help women overcome as you work with them, which is very, very powerful, yes. very powerful. So speaking of powerful, 
We would like to hear your version of your pow pow shoes before we let you go. And I just, I can't believe our time went so fast. <laughs> I just looked up at the clock. I was like, really? We're at pow pow shoe time. <laughs> so my pow pow shoes are being alone. I know mm-hmm. the pow pow shoes are about where you get your energy from. And yeah. truly it's, it's rest and recovery for me. That's beautiful. Yep. What do you love to do both most? for rest and recovery? What are some of your tips for getting that in? Setting very firm boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like mommy is not playing with you right now, honey, because I, I don't, I need to recover my energy. If you want me to be yeah. a happy mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I love that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So not, not falling prey to like, Oh, I'm going to give all my energy to my child and leave none for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having firm boundaries, um, I mean, having a supportive husband helps too. He's an introvert and I mean, he knows that I'm going to need some time yeah. and he gets, I, he, I, he takes naps. So he also gets his alone recovery time. I can't nap, but, um, so that's how he kind of recovers his energy. Like, yeah. If, he, he, if he's like, just give me 30 minutes. Cause he can do that kind of power nap thing. And mm-hmm. then he's good. Yeah. So we, we kind of have it figured out how we both can get our energy <laughs> recovered throughout the day with having a seven-year-old <laughs> only child in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm a, I'm a power nap person too. And I'm also a sit in the jacuzzi with a hot, with a hot drink and a book too. <laughs> you know, those will, I, I love that. I've never had anyone say being alone is their pal pal shoes. That's that I'm just going to borrow that one. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Can you give us a journal prompt, please? Yes, I would say think about what your um, goals are for this year and really think about, is it within your control? Beautiful. So for this, yeah, for this year, my goal is X, Y, Z. Is it really within my control or how can I take control of this goal? I'm already thinking through what I've set for myself and going, hmm, am I truly in control of that? And the answer is no. Mm. And I love what you add at the end and how can I take control? This is huge. So as we work on this journal prompt, how can we find you to share what we are finding out about ourselves and how can women find you? Is someone who's saying, I'm an introvert. I need Sarah in my life. Where do we find you? I'm very active on Instagram and my okay. handle is at introverts emerge. And okay. I also, of course, have Facebook, same handle there. And my website is introverts, plural, <laughs> introverts emerge.com. Introverts merge or emerge. Emerge. Okay. Okay. And I will link all of that in the show notes so we can just click and find you. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It has been a joy and a pleasure. And I've learned a lot from you. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. 
Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.